What is up, everybody? Welcome to Brandon's Face. It's the podcast about a playlist. I'm Jonathan Beardsley. And I am Brandon May. Hope you're all doing well this week. In terms of music news, I have a couple things before we get into the show this week. Let's do it. Uh, in terms of festival news, Electro Zoo and Burning Man <laughs> turned into <laughs> quite the disasters. How much of that did you catch online? I caught a lot of it. I saw the security guard from Izu beating up some attendee, and uh, I've 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 heard about the non-rain related death at Burning Man. All right, let's start with Electric Zoo. So the situation the first day was the will call line was like four to six hours long, I think. And the second day, they capped it at capacity with a lot of ticket holders still outside the gates, who then, of course, rushed the gates. That I mean, that's yeah. pretty much what happened. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's from my understanding. The, that's what happened. Did the festival in the videos I saw? The the cops were obviously the security is not going to do anything to hundreds of people, maybe a thousand running through a gate. No. So did they shut down the festival? Did it go as planned until the end? Do you know any of that? Um, so I haven't read the article. So, uh, but I, I did. I did hear that the first day was due to them not actually securing a permit, so they couldn't have uh anybody come in which is why the will call lines and why the lines were so long so did anybody get in did anybody perform friday i think they eventually secured the permits again i i could be wrong but then the uh the second day with with the gates everybody just went in and from my understanding there were performances but um listen reading a little bit of the chatter online it's it's basically a dead festival at this point um, gotcha. you, you can't, you can't pull an EDC 2010 and survive that. You're not EDC. Yep. Only EDC could do that. And after Vegas was branching out into a market and pretty much gave them a, an offer they could not refuse. Right. And uh, moving on to, okay. What, what was that? Oh, uh, well, 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 one more thing. They finally did yeah. do a rave at the Coliseum hard summer. We've talked about it a little bit. Um, and yeah, I, I know right. a couple of people who went. And they said that the crowd was controlled, uh, like to a T. Like you could, you you could only go in like one, there was like traffic, so one way going in, one way going out. I mean, it was organized to produce a safe event, which Izu apparently was not. So, yeah, they they would have needed that, like all of those plans in place for the city to get the permit for that venue. I'm sure, especially yeah. after EDC 2010. Um, and I don't know, man. Electric Zoo is just, <laughs> it's never been a festival that I've ever thought is a desirable one to go to. It's never one I've I felt FOMO about. It's not aspirational in my opinion. And I don't know, man, this could be the actual end of it. I'm, I feel the exact same way. Um, I feel the exact same way as you, so... Uh, moving on to Burning Man. So Burning Man turned into a, a disaster because a lot of rain came through the part of the dry lake bed that it takes place on, making the ground very muddy. Uh, there are things in that ground that are not good to have touch your skin or inhale, things like that. And it became a almost shelter in place type of scenario, which... I guess is kind of ironic for building a self-sufficient city in the middle of the desert. Like that's the point you should be right. able to, you're literally building this exact thing. Um, <laughs> exactly. From, 
from what I understand, I think there was one death, uh, like you mentioned earlier. It the incident itself where everything got scary was within the time frame of the festival. By the time you could leave easily and the gates weren't closed because the road was too muddy and you if you didn't want to walk and you didn't want to leave your stuff, they hadn't actually burnt the man yet. Actually, like the festival right. was still going when everything kind of resumed. So I don't know. I've I've seen videos. It looked fucking miserable, man. How much of that did you catch? I mean, I, I've seen a couple of photos. I saw like a couple of little snips online and it looked not fun. But uh, again, like you said, I mean, this is a festival built around self-reliancy and self-efficiency. And I feel uh, a little bad for the people who are clearly just there for for the gram mm-hmm. and the TikTok. Yeah, but the real burners, they were probably like, this is tight a little bit. Yeah, I uh, I did not see Rodriguez Jr. complaining about his time. He posted some photos today, seemed to have enjoyed himself quite a bit. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Diplo was out there as always. LPGOB did a, a fun little set, I think, around a sunset one night. It, it's interesting, man. I've never... I've never like dug that deeply into Burning Man. The music festival part of it appeals to me. The rest of it does not, other than some of the artwork, I guess. Like reading about people's stories, it's kind of crazy. Like, right. oh, I took my bike and I rode seven miles into the desert this way and I found these people and we went to do this thing. And then I rode my bike three miles this way and found these people and we went to do this. I don't know. That does not sound like my type of festival at all. No, I, I want to go to this stage and watch this act and then go home and sleep. Uh, I'll be real, man. The concept is really cool. You will never catch me at Burning Man. Hell no. Hell no. What would you have done if you were out there during the the incident? I mean, the only thing you could do, right? Would no, but I'm saying like, would you have done that five mile walk back to the main road, got back to town, and tried to just get out of there asap, or would you have just stayed there through it? Probably would have stayed. Um, the 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 walk sounds like it was uh, miserable. Probably yep. more miserable than just sheltering in place and relying on the food stores that you brought, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, needless to say, I was happy to be home on my days off last weekend and <laughs> right. just reading about all of this stuff. Um, in concert news, Beyonce brought the Renaissance tour to Los Angeles for a few nights, one of which was her birthday. There was a ton of guests. I think DJ Khaled was the opener the first night. He brought out Little Wayne, Two Chains, a lot of people that make seeing DJ Khaled a little more palatable. <laughs> and uh, of course, every celebrity known to man was in in existence at this concert. Right uh, during her birthday show, which I think was last night, uh, Diana Ross came out. Oh, very very cool. And I feel like something else happened, but I cannot quite remember at this moment. Um, needless to say, it sounds like it was a very big deal. Did you have any friends go or did you hear about it in your area? I honestly had no idea she was performing in Los Angeles. Good for her. Yeah. Happy um, birthday, Beyonce. Happy birthday, Beyonce. Speaking of big performances, Taylor Swift announced the Eras Tour movie. <laughs> oh, man. This is going to be in theaters this fall. And... A lot of Swifties online are going crazy about this. Are you, are you considering watching this at all? Or are you just going to wait till it's streaming? Yeah, I'm just going to wait till it hits Disney Plus, bro. 
Yeah, stay away from the theaters during this. Um, <laughs> I will most definitely be watching it, but I'm oh, get, I know you will. You're most definitely not going to be uh, going to the theater to listen to a bunch of girls sing Taylor Swift. Uh, that, yeah, that and that is Taylor Swift. exactly what's going to happen. I saw a TikTok of a girl calling all of the theaters in their area and asking like what their policy on screaming is, what their oh my policy, God. how loud it will be, <laughs> like the the program will be played. Um, if if standing and dancing is allowed, it's it sounds like a nightmare. Um, I hope I hope they have fun though. What 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 do you think their response is to how loud is it going to be? It was it was one of two things. It was well, it's really loud in there, or it was like a specific decibel All number of, the, of uh, which yeah, I was, nobody can do anything with because I don't. Know I was hoping for like. a specific decibel number, but <laughs> they were mostly like it's a concert event, so it'll be very loud, like. And like all of the theaters sounded more or less encouraging about the call, but it, it's going to be an incident. I have a feeling. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for the videos to come up of the people at the theater. Um, so we'll God, see what I happens, wait. man. I cannot wait. Um, lastly, we lost two of the greats last week Jimmy Buffett and Steve Harwell of Smash Mouth. Rest in peace to both of those legends. This show is dedicated to them. You got any more news before we start this week? Uh, no, no, I'm good. No more, no more news. All right, let's dive in. Starting with this new one from La Youth and M called "Talking Like That." Man, this song is fucking addictive, dude. I cannot stop listening to it. It's so catchy, so fun, so good. I I actually like this one a little more than his Lane A collab that he just dropped, which is shocking to me. Um, I don't know what it is about this one, but I'm a big fan. What about you? I think I like this one slightly less than the Lane 8 collaboration, but as, as is expected. tradition, as is tradition, Le Youth makes an excellent track. So Yeah, man. His new album is shaping up to be pretty great. We got another new one from Hayden James and Arco. This one's called We Could Be Love. How are you feeling about it? This is a progressive house bop and kind of a surprise coming from Hayden James since he's more yeah. of that straightforward style. Uh, I really like this one, actually. It was different. to I, I, I had to like double take my phone. I was like, this is Hayden James? No way. So... Yeah, I was taken back by it, too. His last collab with Bob Moses and this one have both been just great. I don't know if he's gearing up for a new album or if they're just singles, but big fan of what he's doing here. Yep. Got a new one from Adriatic and Who Made Who. I'm not familiar with that artist. The song's called Miracle. thought this one was really good stuff, man. It's one of the better singles he's put out, and I hope we're on the way towards a new album of his. What did you think of this one? Uh, Adriatic never misses, man. Um, I've actually been digging not. Who Made Who since uh, people were talking about him on a Coachella forum. And uh, when, because they, they were on the lineup this last year. Yeah. I watched the stream and it was really good. Um, so th this track, though, it's, it's a builder. And that drop, like a little bit more than halfway through the, through, through the track, is it's fucking great, man. This is a really real, good stuff. This is a really good, this is really good stuff, man. Yeah, I was a fan of it. Um, got a new one from Steven Wilson, Economies of Scale. Talk to me about this one. 
So I, I kind of love that you put this in the electronic music section uh, because yes. it is electronic music. Uh, right? the, re- the record will be a prog rock one, but Stephen yep. Wilson, otherwise known as the frontman and lead singer of Porcupine Tree, announced a new album. And he has said in a in one of the press releases that many of the songs are over 10 minutes long, which, you know, excites me. Uh, Can't wait. This track is really weird. It's a bit esoteric, and I'm sure that's why the music video is the way that it is um i'm excited for the rest of the album man uh if you haven't uh if you haven't dived into his solo work he makes some really cool music a little softer than porcupine tree uh, but hand cannot erase and the raven that refused to sing and and other stories i think is what that one's called is uh yeah. are, are both are both very very good albums yeah in terms of the uh in terms of the sorting I'm trying to sort things by what the song is, not what the artist generally is. No, no, this I is love electronic that. to me. I was not expecting this at all when you sent it to me. I love it, though, man. Great vocals over a really soothing, kind of droning, psychedelic beat. I was not expecting to dig this one, but I was a huge fan. Fun music video, too. I really to, liked it. To put a, to put a quote out there, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to quote him exactly. I'll paraphrase. But he said, the best thing about being solo is I can do whatever the fuck I want. And yep. uh, that he does. <laughs> Yeah, highly recommend this one. Um, <laughs> got a new one from Recondite called Atma. Haven't heard from Recondite since that last entry in this indifferent series. What'd you think of this one? <laughs> yeah, man, this dude to me just puts out consistent quality music. Man, I, I like this track just like I like uh, most of his music. Yeah, very solid. Got an SG Lewis remix of "To Be Honest" by Christine and the Queens. I thought he did a phenomenal job on this one. Big fan. It's just so well done. I'm sure the original's good. I haven't heard it, but this this is a great remix. Yeah. What did I, you think of it? I think that we missed. I think Christine and the Queens has an album out this year, and I have not listened to it either. I have not either. Um, this remix is fucking great, though. I love when S.G. Lewis gets real funky, but this more okay. house style that S.G. Lewis does um that i i i first heard him do is is wow man this is good shit it's the sg or it's the uh the j to g situation all over again <laughs> um got a Kolsch remix of pay my debts by beacon i thought this one was incredible what about you uh yeah man such a odd time structure and like structure for the track but it works so well man we have those signature Kolsch flourishes on it the strings Mm -hmm. I loved it man I listened to this song a ton this week Uh, this one's my song of the week man Really? It oh, is. was not expecting that, but it is top tier Cole show. I should have. It, 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 you know, it just it hit me in the right way. It's a couple of really close runner ups, but I think this one got me the most. I cannot wait to hear what the other ones were because this <laughs> one was unexpected. Um, got one from Awkward Moments called Life on Venus. This is the Sasha remix. Sasha, of course, the benchmark for greatness and consistency, <laughs> returns with just another great remix man he's on quite the run this year i'm sure you dug this one right oh yeah my my notes literally just say i I will never get tired of eight minute sasha remixes yes i can always depend on you to add everything sasha to the playlist every week yep um all right got a new one from memory derelict called permanent i'm a little biased with this one because i'm friends with the artist but i really like the track it's the first single off of his upcoming album due out later this month he is also playing a show in portland on the 23rd if anyone in the area 
is listening and wants to check that out, I'll be there. Come say hi. Uh, what did you think of this one, man? Uh, you know, man, I, I love me a droney ambient track, dude. I saw yes, this. I, I, I added it. Do. Do, did, did, has he said whether or not the whole album is going to be ambient? I would assume the whole album would have a similar vibe. Yeah. Tight, tight. This is great. Yeah, the uh, the cover artwork is painted by him. Um, I oh, photographed awesome. it, actually. It is really rad. I'm a big fan of this one. I love that. Yes. Um, all right. Moving on, we got a new one from Georgia Smith called Falling or Flying, man. You know I love this one. It's a good <laughs> oh, reminder yeah. of just how great she is and that the R&B album of the year is not over yet. What would you think of this? It sure is not, man. I, 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 I love this bass line. The, the baseline on this track is like Killer. everything yeah. I like. Um, yeah, and her voice is obviously fucking great. This track is awesome. Been a great year for R&B, man. It sure has. Um, got another new one from No Guidance. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's another good track, man. I think we're heading towards another EP this year, possibly. Good for them. What do you them. think of this one? Good for them. Yeah, these dudes are just putting out track after track, man. I'm, I'm sure they'll slow down eventually, but this so far has been a great run. I... I don't I, I i like all of their music that's why it's fun to get in on artists on the ground floor you get that period where they're just hungry you know yep got a new one from teo glacier and Twee called close with desires thought this one was a great collab Twee kills it as she always does what did you think of this one you know man Twee has such a unique voice um the track is a little slow for me as i'm sure you expected but i do sure. i did like it yeah, yeah, I thought it was a good one. She doesn't get a lot of features. I'm gl I'm glad she got one here. Yeah, this was good. Okay, man, big moment in my life coming up. We got a new one from Timbaland, Nelly Furtado, and Justin Timberlake called Keep Going Up. I, I can't tell you how happy this makes me. I'm sure you can hear it in my voice. I can. These three are responsible for some of the most formidable albums and songs in my entire life. And to hear them deliver something as good as this so late in their career is very, very cool. What did you think of this one? You know, John, I really hate disagreeing with you. Um, I'm You hate it? I, I think it's a little bland, man. And one of the things, I, so I listened to it like a dozen times because I was like, I, I why don't I like, because I like a lot of Timbaland stuff. I like a lot of Justin Timberlake stuff. And I like a lot of Nelly Furtado stuff. There are like six different interesting ideas being thrown around here, but like, it's just a lot <laughs> happening at once, I guess. Yeah. D does that make sense? It feels very manufactured for the three of them compared to some of their older works, but I feel like that's more of a sign of the times Fair. than anything. Fair. Um, I'm not going to fight you on that. We, we can disagree on this one. <laughs> All right, moving on. We got a new one from Nicki Minaj called Last Time I Saw You. Are you surprised she took a more melodic approach with one of the lead singles for her new album yeah man this is actually really good i i haven't heard I her be this soft either in a long time or ever and it's really fitting for her she really kills this she's definitely been more poppy throughout her career and done more upbeat stuff but this is one of the more subdued pop songs i think i've ever heard her do as well man and i think it's a great reminder that she's also talented at more stuff than just rapping it's a really good one nice all right Next one is a new one from Doja Cat called Demons. In my opinion, we have hit the point of diminishing returns with this <laughs> album rollout. Attention was fun. Paint, paint the Town Red, undeniable hit. But this one just feels like a miss for me, man. 
trying way too hard with all the satanic shit. We won't have to wait long to see how the rest of this era will shape up, though. Her new album, Scarlet, drops on the 22nd. What did you think of this track? Uh, I don't hate this. I don't like it, though. Um, the beat is yeah. fire. The uh, the cover art is absolutely great. Um, but yep. I think you hit the nail on the head. It's too try hard. Yeah. She's just... I think that's this whole era for her right now. Good for her. Um, we'll see what the album holds. <laughs> got two new tracks from Jid and Little Yachty. One of them with Baby Tron. Really, really liked these ones. Uh, the first one a little more than the second. Jid just wrapping circles around everyone here. Yachty doing whatever it is that Yachty does. And a very, very solid verse from Baby Tron on that first track. What did you think of these two? Um, I liked... All of Jid's verses. I liked that yeah. Babytron verse. But these are my least favorite Jid tracks of all time, I think. Oof. Lil Yachty Oof. just doesn't do it for me. It just, it just doesn't do it for me, man. Yeah. Um, I am with you there, man. I like Half Doing Dope, but every time I get to his point, like his verse, I'm kind of like, eh. Right. I wish this part was not in the song, but yeah, it, it is it, what it is. The production's a little weird for me too. I think uh, Jits announced a new album. Have we talked about that? Yes, uh, we have not talked about that on air. So he did announce a new album coming later this year, as well as a new album with The Alchemist, I believe, coming sometime early next year, possibly. So he's definitely been in the studio a lot. We should be getting more new music from him soon. These feel like just kind of two one-offs. These oh, for probably sure. aren't a part of anything, but I'd be really good shit. Were. Yeah, I would be too. <laughs> uh, got a new one from Earth Gang called Die Today. How often do we get an extended version of a rap song? I was so thrown off by the the option that I had to throw that <laughs> version on, man. I thought this track was really, really good. I've enjoyed their their last two tracks more than anything on their last album. So I'm really excited for their next EP, even though I have no idea when it's coming out. What do you think of this one, fam? Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm not a fan of Spillage Village's voice. That is. That so Spillet Village is just their collective. It's all Earth Gang. Got it. There's somebody's voice on this that I didn't enjoy. But is it the pitch one? I think so. Okay. Uh, everything else about this track though is uh, great. It, like really good. So I remember oh, liking man. their last album. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good, but I feel like Bobby Boucher was phenomenal. <laughs> that song is oh for sure so fucking good in that album. Water Boys with J Cole and jid was good but the this these two tracks have been on another level for me yep um got a new one from maxo cream and key glock called bone crusher man i don't know if maxo can rap more than 12 bars without making a <laughs> wwe reference and i hope that never changes man his music is just like the perfect balance of hard as fuck and hilarious as fuck for me. And I love it, man. What do you think of this one? It's the perfect amount of, you know, cheese to to his uh, to his trap, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, still no announcement on like a new album, but I think his last one came out mid 2021. So it's not out of the question that we might get one later this year, but definitely in the next 12 months, I would expect. Yep. 
got a new one from Little Wayne called Cat Food. Talk to me about this. <laughs> All right, man. I can't decide if I love this or I hate this. It is both very good and also really weird. I, 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 I the beat's great. Is that like that's a Missy Elliott interp- yes. interpolation, right? Which yep. is fun fact, a, 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 a Timbaland beat. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, this is interesting. Uh, his wordplay is simultaneously fantastic and really bad on this one, which is a, which is rare for Wayne. He, he's either he's either really good or really bad. Yeah. He kind of was able to combine them this time. I again, I I don't think I hate this. I think I really like it. I just am unsure about how much I like it. I guess I don't know. This one's weird. What did you think about it? Are you on the same page as me? I should have sorted this one with the Timbaland one under the genre 2007. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like that's, that's exactly what this is. I don't, this is fine. This is, this is Lil Wayne. My issue with this song is that when this came out, Pitchfork, main page, Lil Wayne releases new song, Complex, Lil Wayne releases new song. Like all these people are making a big deal about Lil Wayne releasing a new song. That's not a good place for music. Back in my day, Lil Wayne released so many new songs a week <laughs> that you could never possibly keep up with it. The fact that we're making a big deal over this is just kind of like, all right, if you're impressed by this, then the rest of the album ain't going to be that good. It's fine. Lil Wayne is much better than this track, though. For sure. I actually saw a very interesting discussion uh, the other day and on the internet and someone was talking about how Lil Wayne shouldn't be one of the greatest of all time. Shouldn't even be in the conversation. Bullshit. And I, I, I like, bro, just put like any of the Carters on like they're, mm-hmm. they're all fire. Uh, I even texted you, I think earlier this year, I, I was listening to the Carter two and I just remember texting you and being like, we didn't deserve this level of wordplay. Not to nope. mention, like you said, all of those, all of those mixtapes, RIP to Datpiff. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, it, he's, he's most definitely one of the greatest and he, he's going to release a couple of duds and that's okay. Yeah. And you can't just be one of the greatest by volume. He didn't like tech nine is not one of the greatest, even though he's released <laughs> a billion albums. Lil Wayne is one of the greatest because he's one of the greatest that that's it. The whole best rapper in the world gimmick that he kind of had was fan anointed. He ran with it as the artist. Of course he was going to. He's an egotistical fuck, but it was it was earned at the time. And and man, yeah, even even when he does things nowadays where I'm like, I'm still like, dude, that that's Lil Wayne. That's one of the best rappers of all time. For, for sure. Well, you hear that lighter flick, you know the song. Yeah. That's gonna be damn good. <laughs> that sound is is Lil Wayne forever, man. Oh, absolutely. And you know, it's funny thinking thinking about you know how unique he was back in the day. Like he paved the way for all of these new Lil rappers. You know, yeah. Like w- without without Wayne doing what he did in the early two thousands. Like I'm pretty sure if it wasn't five hundred degrees, like nineteen ninety nine or something. Like, come on, man. Yep. yep. If if you've never heard the the Carolina blue and the Laker yellow Rari verse. I feel sorry for you, Pete. Um, All right. Let's talk about one more rap song before moving into the rock realm of things. We got a new one from Nux, Larry June and Kenny beats called, I suppose. How are you feeling about it? Kenny beats just absolutely killed the production on this one, man. It's a solid jam. 
solid gym. I had no idea who Nux was, but uh, he's uh, you do been, now. I have hit that follow button. I think Larry June is on a is on a good run this year, and uh, yes, I really like this track. What'd you think? I also really liked this one, man. Super laid back, breezy, very good verses, and of course, great production from Kenny Beats, who still holder of set of the year at Coachella right now. <laughs> insane you still throwing that one on at work from time to time every once in a while man when we need some energy it's 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 that one you know it starts it out with (laughs) you with your best friends ready to be safe let's party (laughs) (laughs) i do also want to say that this uh this album cover this album artwork goes pretty hard man the brutalist architecture in the back with the with Mm -hmm. with the old school rides up front like come on man can't go harder than that like currency those people have mastered the art of the uh the the car in the album artwork right now you yep. nobody's doing it better than them ellie dollar all those people <laughs> all right let's move on to the rock realm of things we got a new one from ty seagal called void is this good ty seagal or bad ty seagal this one's fucking weird man giving me like vague major like horror film vibes i'm I am... getting queen vibes oh you're getting some queen vibes okay it's like I can operatic see I can yeah see. it's weird it's real weird i i enjoyed it uh do you think we'll get a whole album like this i think it's very like him to put out a whole album of some weird shit so I I think that it's possible, and I kind of hope that we don't get an. I don't think I don't think I like a whole album of this stuff, but I kind of want him to do it. Also, fun note: every time I type his name into my notes, it changes it to Ty Siegel. (laughs) Yep, makes sense. And I I almost say it every time. Um, (laughs) All right, we got a new one from Oats called Trollstigen. This is uh, not something I would normally seek out or listen to, but I thought it was. Pretty damn good for what it was, man. What would you think of this one? It's pretty cool, right? Uh, I have no idea how I found Oats. Uh, but of course you I, I think I, it was probably during... Uh, Dark a, web of the internet. <laughs> a, a psychedelic rock dive, like rabbit hole dive I did sometime in the last couple of years, man. This is dreamy. It's folky. It's psychedelic. I really dig this one, man. Sure, man. That's a good one. Got another new one from The Kills called 103. They put out what three new songs this year now i think all three are really good and we do have an album announcement their new album is called god games and it drops october 27th you excited for that yes sir out on domino recordings you might know them from a little band called proto martyr as well um man you know it's heard of them it's funny man i was watching a show and it had uh doing it to death i think is the song that was on the show and they have such an immediately recognizable sound. And while that might be very common for rappers and, and stuff like that, it, it really isn't for like general indie rock. And I think that what mm-hmm. the kills are doing, they're doing it fucking right. Um, I agree. I hope they tour for this. And if they do, you should go see them because they are very good live. I would consider it. I know my wife likes Allison Mosshart. These the songs have been great. Sounds like a good album cycle to go see them live for. Yeah, we saw them with uh, at Foo Fighters. Uh, we, we saw them once at Coachella, but we also saw them uh, at, a, at Cal Jam, the Foo Fighters Festival. And Allison features on one of the songs uh, from the Foo Fighters album, Concrete and Gold. And Dave had her come out and says, help sing the song that you know she features on. It was it was a really cool moment, man. They. They're very good live. That's fucking rad. Love that. Uh, yeah, she she would be a good fit for nice feature for them. 
All right, moving on. We got a new one from Taking Back Sunday called Sold So Old. I'm not sure how you're supposed to pronounce it. I I thought it was a little better than their last track. Didn't really do anything in terms of my level of anticipation for their new album, which also drops October 27th. Uh, what about you? You digging this one at all? Oh, I don't really know how I feel, man. I'm certain it's not That's even... That's a no. I, I, I'm certain it's not even close to my favorite Taking Back Sunday track. But it's 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 you know what it is though it's 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 like in the top thirty it is an earworm it kept getting stuck in my head almost immediately after listening to it it's it's very catchy I don't know what the message is I read the lyrics it's they're basically nonsensical but why not just call the song so old like why the apostrophe why does it bother me so much tune in next week for more existential questions. want to know what really grinds my gears i I, um, I just i don't understand it but we'll see what the album does like I, i'm yep I'm, it is what it is it's called 152 i believe the cover that you're seeing is the cover for the album kind I, of underwhelming but all right whatever <laughs> got a new one from day aches called everything blue this one is just quality alternative man really liked it what about you huge fan of this one man this was uh one of the runner-ups for my song of the week it's given me major hum vibes and i love mm. hum. it's shoegazy post-hardcore and i am 100 percent here for that fuck yeah yeah love that comparison um got a new one from knuckle puck called the tower i don't listen to a lot of knuckle puck saw they have a new album coming out soon figured we'd check out the new single together i threw it on I dug it. I mean, it's kind of catchy. It's grown on me more with every listen. What about you? Are you digging it at all? My notes say, I have no idea why I never gave Knuckle Puck a chance, but here I am really loving this track, so I guess I have another discography to dive into. Yeah, I think their album comes out in October, so we, we will be reviewing a new album of theirs soon, too. Yep. Got a new one from Puppy Feet called Good Excuse. Talk to me about this one. (laughs) So the track that was supposed to be on our playlist a week or so ago. uh, It's really nothing special. I am getting pretty early, like like early, like uh, I think it's Best Buds album from Mom Jeans vibe from this one. Great melody. Lots of fun. Nothing special. Watch your goddamn mouth, Brandon. (laughs) This is emo from the Northwest and you will respect it. I thought they did a great job, man. I'm a big fan. (laughs) I liked it. Um, you were right. I'm, and thank you for re-adding. I've <laughs> yeah. um, got a new one from Magdalene Rose and Spencer Chamberlain of Under Oath called A Bad Residential. I thought this one was really, really catchy. I was kind of skeptical going into it. But again, grew on me. Spencer sounds great as always. Did you enjoy this one, though? Spencer sounds great. Um, everything sounds fine, but I just don't think this is for me, man. It's not bad by any means, but I was never into this style. Of, what do you call a scene core? It's like electronic post hardcore or whatever it is. Yeah. When, when yep. even Crunk when it was, yeah, cr- <laughs> I don't think this is, this is, no, this is not, this is less broken side, more under oath, but it's not quite there. Um, I was never Crap into core? it back when it, when it started in the, in the, in the early two thousands. And I don't think I'm a fan of it now, but again, like you said, Spencer sounds great. The track is fine. I just, I don't, I just don't think it's for me. Fair. Fair. If this next track is not for you, though, we are going to have to fight, buddy. <laughs> this is a new one from Mannequin Pussy called I Got Heaven. This song fucking rules. Almost my song of the week. Last EP they, they put out was great. This feels like 
more of the energy that I loved on there. Big fan of it. It's making it harder to hold off buying tickets to see them in movements together pretty soon. You should I imagine you're a huge fan of this one, right? Oh, yeah. I'll include the okay. music video for this track in our show notes. I love so this good. band so much. Yeah. It's a great track. The level of just beautiful ferocity that they consistently show is just, it's it's honestly fantastic. It's palpable. I it's love this band. Fucking awesome, man. Great, great one. Um, hope we get a new album. The same. Got a new one from Chain Whip called Hate Wave. You a fan of this one? Just some good old fashioned punk rock out on yes, Neon Taste Records. It's a good, it's a good track, man. You said it, man. Just good old fashioned punk rock. It's a lot of fun. Under two minutes, check fast, check. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, that's pretty much it. Those are the two records. <laughs> yes. for um, all right, got a new one from Nervosa called Jailbreak. They, this song fucking shreds, man. These girls are rad as fuck, man. Love this one. What about you? So uh, Nervosa is the band that the members of Crypta left to form Crypta. Uh, I figured I'd check them out, and here we have a new single, man. There's like a lot of Motorhead influence on this one. Like I hear, yes, I, I, I hear a lot of that, and I absolutely am 100% here for have it. Have we ever said that on the podcast? There's I don't think a lot that we have. Motorhead influence. I don't think we have. <laughs> that's a new one. That That's a new one. Um, yeah, man, the Lemmy's on the wall in every guitar center for a fucking reason. More people should sound like Motorhead. <laughs> More people should indeed sound like Motorhead. I feel very lucky to be able to say that I have seen them. Oh, you son of a bitch. I never saw them. Uh, big, big fan, though. They, oh, were, oh, they yeah. were fucking awesome. All right, got a new one from Job for a Cowboy. What? Uh, what a sentence. <laughs> The Agony of Seeping Storm, man. This song absolutely fucks. Of course, I still miss the old pig squealing days, but the music on this one is actually superior, man. I'm a big fan. What about you? Job for a Cowboy is fucking back, baby. Everyone sounds great. That technical bass line, the guitar solo, the vocals, the drumming. Everyone yep. is on the level that we expect after their album Sun Eater, and I am a huge fan of this one. This was obviously a very close runner-up for my song of the week. It is, it's good, man. I think we have a new album coming <laughs> yes. soon. They've been in the studio for a long time. Um, it is, I think we do, very good. So I'm very yeah, excited. I'm excited I'm, to hear it. I'm a big fan of Sun Eater, so it, it it's uh it's it should be a good one. It definitely should be. Capping off the singles this week with a new one from Gravesend called Even a Worm Will Turn. What's your thoughts on this one? So I hadn't heard about this band until Friday morning. And by the time I was halfway through their most recent album, I was hooked, man. Groovy riffs, hardcore influenced drums, vocals somewhere between black and death metal, you know, somewhere between screeching and growling. Yep. I Their new record is out on 20 Bucks Spin on October 27th. Um, I think we should check it out. It's pretty neat, man. October 27th is really shaping up during this episode. That, 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 that's a day, so uh, it, might be, it might be a big one. Yeah, man, this track goes really hard, heavy as fuck. We will definitely have to check the album out. Yep. Moving on to the EPs, got a new one from Slant called Demo 2023. This is just a straight to the point ripper from start to finish. Energy, angst, shredding, has it all. I liked it. What about you? Ferocious hardcore punk rock, man. The, all yep. three of these tracks have just a massive bite to them, and I'm I'm an instant fan of Slant. Keep of doing whatever you are. you are doing, Slant, please. <laughs> yes, please. 
Got a new EP from Sperve. Talk to me about this one. You're not going to say the name of it? No, I'm not going to even <laughs> attempt to say the name of this. You can, though. No, I'm not going to. Figured I'd throw you a curveball this week, man. Here's some Nor- yeah. Norwegian instrumental post-rock that honestly really hit a spot for me, man. Uh, the brass sections and the string sections really bring the room together here. Fantastic musicality to this EP, and I think you needed to hear it. And I have a feeling you enjoyed it. Of course, man. It's epic as shit. And like you said, Norwegian instrumental post-rock. Like, that is exactly what it is. It, it was a definitely a curveball, but I enjoyed this one. Yeah, it, it, when I was skimming it before throwing it on, I was like, God damn, this is neat, man. Yeah, dude. Really, really good one. Fun lead into the albums this week. Yeah. Which begin with a new one from Royal Blood, Back to the Water Below. I've been dying for your thoughts on this one all week, so please hit me. Royal Blood have quickly made their way to become one of the most listened to rock bands in like a long time, at least like for semi-newcomers to the scene. They did like a number of festival tours. They released a few albums to get here. They have three and a half million monthly listeners, and they're clearly doing something right. That something is making consistently good rock music with just a bass guitar, some drums, and a knack for writing catchy hooks and neat riffs. They do not stray very far from this formula. Um, One of the areas where they did very clearly stray, though, is the addition of piano in a couple of slower moments. Previous albums have been filled with like high-octane riffage, not many breaks. This album tends to add a little bit of melody and some softer elements, and I do think it really works for them. The singles, when they dropped, were, were great, and the rest of the album sounds exactly like those did. I... I was not expecting innovation, nor was I expecting any progressive elements here. And I'll be honest, man, I'm kind of glad we didn't get any large unexpected moments. It's a genuinely like enjoyable listen, and it fits exactly into their discography. They absolutely fucking bring it live. Uh, these songs will be no different because they categorically are no different than all of their other songs this is an average rock album i'm going to give it somewhere between a five and a six for me my standout is tell me when it's too late that is my favorite song on the album uh it's good it didn't bring much to the table but i didn't i really enjoyed listening to it what were is that what you thought my thoughts were going to be um Score wise, yes. Opinion wise, not necessarily. I thought you would be a little closer to my thought, which is that this album is not very good, man. Um, I I enjoy some fuzzy garage rock as much as anyone else, but I did not enjoy this album. It's formulaic, it's uninspired, and frankly, it's just a little dull. There's some enjoyable riffs, catchy melodies, like you said, here and there, but it's just more of the same. If that's what you're looking for with this album, I think you might enjoy it. Like you said, they incorporate a few new instruments, but it is what it is. I wanted a little more from it. It's kind of like asking your mom to buy you a Black Keys album, but she says, no, honey, we have the Black Keys at home, and it's this. It's a copy of a copy. (laughs) It's not very good. I'm giving it like a 3.5 to a 4. My standout is also Tell Me When It's Too Late. That's fair, man. Uh, What's funny is that they are not even the first fuzzy garage rock band to do the whole bassist and a drummer as my only shtick thing. That was Death Above 1979, which is a good band. I think Royal Blood does that. That sound better, in my opinion, and I think maybe I'll always have a soft spot for them. But again, this is an average album at best. It's not anything special. I don't think I have any cares to listen to a progressive rock masterpiece from Royal Blood. I don't think they're 
I, I, they might be capable of it, but I don't think that it would be good. <laughs> if know? I'm going like, if I'm going alternative grunge, like this is not my this is not what I'm reaching for, man. Oh, I might go fair. for like that last Chevelle album, maybe like something like that. This is not it for me. That last Chevelle album took us both by a major surprise, and I will Dude, never forget the first time I put it ass. on. I'll never forget the first time I put it on, John. I'm sitting there thinking, like, this can't be fucking Chevelle. No. And it was <laughs> the whole that time. That album fucking blew me away, dude. That was, <laughs> that was what prepared me for this podcast. Uh, that album. Shout out Chevelle. Um, all right. You ready to move on? Yep. Got a new one from Slow Dive. Everything is alive. What are your thoughts on it? Alrighty, sir. So starting this album off with Shanty may as well just be cheating. They've got this kind of new <laughs> new wave shoegaze down to a fucking science. Yep. And they really aren't afraid to show it. Slow Dive has released their fifth album on Dead Oceans Records, which is a record label we're apparently familiar with, albeit not by name. Um I was uh, never a huge Slow Dive fan, but I've always been like a sideline admirer of their music. They do this style, not unsurprisingly, extremely well, and it's apparent on literally all of their releases. There are a couple of moments on this album that get pretty sleepy for me, and I'm sure you got the same feeling. I think with this style of kind of dreamy, poppy, sleepy music, I either need to be doing something that's engaging me or literally doing nothing at all but drinking a cup of coffee and focusing on their music. For me, there yep. really can't be anything in between. Otherwise, I like almost fall asleep. Uh, Prayer Remembered is like this slow and building track. It kind of like breathes along with you, albeit extremely slowly. Uh, A Life is the kind of track that really gets me engaged with their music, man. It's upbeat, yet yeah. still ethereal, really dreamy. The guitar melody on this one is great and quite honestly could have been the lead single for this record instead of uh, the last one uh, that they put out, which we didn't cover because it came out the week the album dropped. Then they slow us down again with Andalusia Plays, and it just kind of follows this pattern of sleepy, gazy, dreamy to upbeat, gazy, dreamy throughout the record. And it's, look, man, I think this is a beautiful record. Some of the slow tempo tracks are really not my thing for any casual casual listening but when engaged sure. this album is most most definitely hits a spot uh that slow dive has always kind of hit um i'm gonna give this it's somewhere between a six and a seven for me my standouts are shanty or the slab opener or closer you pick yep yep <laughs> shanty um <laughs> Yeah, dude, I, I found this album to be much more enjoyable than I was expecting. It's on par with what I expected based on their previous work, but not really based on the singles, if that makes sense. I think it's a better album than the singles led me to believe it would be. Those songs are good, but this album is best when you can just listen to it from start to finish. Even if you're just passively listening to it, like you said, instead of actively listening to it, I might have enjoyed throwing it on as background more than I enjoyed it when I actually sat with it myself, too. I don't think it's their best album to date, but I thought it was good, man. I keep throwing it on at least once a day. I'm going to give it a seven. My standout is Shanty, obviously. So like you said, it's a good song. Fucking cheat code to open your album with that track man kill it yeah it's a good one it's a good one yeah it's uh i you know that they, they, they do shoot gaze pretty well man they they do they do <laughs> they do 
Um, all right, let's move on to this new one from Amalu called I Came Home Late. I know you you know that I've been excited for this one all week, man. I was hoping we'd get a new EP from her this year. Had no fucking idea we would be getting a full-length album. It caught me off guard, and it kind of blew me away. She's one of the few R&B artists that's able to make me enjoy down-tempo stuff as much as mid-tempo stuff. And so with an album of this length, I enjoy all of it instead of just the moments here and there. The way she subtly incorporates aspects of drill into the production and her melodies, I think is unique to her. And I'm glad that she was able to put out an album that showcases all of her strengths in that department so well. We didn't know they were album singles at the time, but looking back, they were barely a taste of what we got here, man. It's one of the few times where I think saving the best the album had to offer for the people to hear the first time they dove into the album itself actually worked for the better. Like Caught Me Running and Silence are great, but they pale in comparison to masterpieces like Tokyo Cowboy or Real Life, the last minute of which gave me fucking chills, man. There's album cuts on here like that two song run of Range 95 and YKWYA that's better than a lot of the R&B albums we've reviewed this year. She might have been able to trim a couple of songs off the album, make it more concise, whatever, but I love it just the way it is, man. I'm going to go like 8.5, maybe even a 9. My standout is real life. I loved this one. What did you think about it? I knew you were going to love this one, man. Of course. Oh, yeah. Real life is also my song of the week. Oh, there you go. I was waiting for that. All right. Well, what a surprise. Amalu's debut album is here, and it is gorgeous. It's got this energy that we've talked about on some of her previous releases where she has this, like, vulnerable confidence that just, like, it it just engages me, man. The production on this record is top notch. Some of my favorite moments are the opener caught me running. It caught me right away. Uh, the fret slides it caught you on, running. It did. The, the the fret slides on on car part adds so much to like this authentic feeling. That beat switch on Tokyo Cowboy is fucking sweet. The piano lead and uh, string flourishes on Bad Weather. The guitar paired with strings coming in late on Patience. Stunning man just absolutely stunning the lyrical content on this album is 100 my taste as well it's personal it's vulnerable it's confidence it's performed with passion and unmistakable talent man this album didn't have much i didn't like and i really did try to find things i did not like (laughs) um where are we putting this it's pop it's r&b it doesn't matter it's It's a killer it's a killer it's uh somewhere between an eight and a nine for me my standouts are patience or bad weather i liked both of those songs you know what i find interesting john you and What's I, that? when we when we review R and B albums, we have we always have a different standout. I think it's been maybe once or twice that we've had the same standout, but yep. I, I I find that I find that interesting for people whose tastes do collide as often as they do for us to for us to differ on that. I think is pretty neat. It's because you're so much more into the lyrical aspect of songs than me. I'm think, going off something fair. completely gut feeling i'm not thinking about it it's just like i like the way this sounds it's a completely different thing than being like man this is a beautifully written piece of artwork which you tend to dive into and appreciate a little more which is why i like which is why i like bad weather so much the lyrics on that track are beautiful great i listened to that one on my lunch today and i was like god damn this one is hidden right now yep 
Yeah, dude. Beautiful. I'm fucking stoked you love this one. I oh, did not I think it. you were going to like it as much as you did. That's I loved awesome. it. I, and again, I normally don't like down-tempo stuff, but something about this just engaged me, man. Fuck yeah, dude. Great. All right, let's move on to this one from Sewin called Memorial. I thought this one was kind of odd. I want your thoughts on it first, though. This is a sullen review for me to write, John. I Oof. was really hoping for something special here, as Sewin has delivered plenty of plenty of special moments in the past i mean they have some really good albums man like cognitive they have um they're like uh like like uh lotus i mean these albums are like really good uh and i was you know this is not that the singles to me are all good and they got they did get me excited for the album like we've talked about but during the rollout i did lament that it wasn't as progressive as they've been in the past and i was hoping they were maybe kind of hiding it in the album release but alas they did not uh tons of riffs that sound like them for sure but everything else just kind of seems phoned in here there's barely any polyrhythmic drumming there's no trailing bass lines barely a range on this dude's voice my disappointment is immeasurable and every time i listen to this i just wanted to go back and listen to their first three albums again which i did i don't really have much to say because Sewin didn't even have much to say on this one so i guess i'll leave it at that uh three somewhere between a three and a four for me my standout is violence i think that's a good song yeah, man, I am. Uh, I'm with you on that. This is this is not something I would have seeked out if it was not for the podcast. It. I don't think it's necessarily like the worst if you're into this specific type of rock, but I am not very into this type of rock. It's a throwback to like more theatrical days of alternative metal when bands like System of a Down were on top of the world. They try and have like a little bit of this Soundgarden and Metallica in their DNA. Maybe that's what people like about it. But for me, it's hard to get into this at this point in my life. Like in terms of the album itself, I like you said, man, I don't know. It's just kind of muddy. It didn't blow me away by any means. I thought moments of it were well made and put together. And for occupying like a formulaic corner of the rock world, I guess they do a pretty good job trying to be creative within the space. And I know pushing the boundaries of butt rock sounds like an insult. Maybe it is, but I'd rather have people trying new things within the space rather than giving us the same old thing over and over, even if it's not great like this. So for that, I'll commend them as a group, but the album is just not for me. I'm also going to give this one like a three or a four. My standout is unbreakable. Uh, do me a favor, uh, go back and listen to cognitive, just put the first track on and you will see exactly why I'm so disappointed. I don't think you've ever heard that album and that album is very good. Um, and you'll, you'll see exactly why I was following this rollout. I have not heard Cognitive 2012. I'll have to throw that one on. Yep. Yeah, the two projects of his I've reviewed now have been very odd. The Atlantis one, which is not really like straightforward sewing project this one feels more within his discography or their discography but yeah not not for me sadly that's fair wasn't for me either moving on to the last album of the week we got a new one from triforce called arise this is not what i was expecting at all and not just from like 
a musical standpoint, man. I, I don't know if we've covered this artist f- before, but we based on the name and album cover, I thought this was going to be a metal album. Like yep. 100%. <laughs> Very surprised to dive in and hear a bunch of dark electronic music instead. Once I got over the shock of that, though, I really enjoyed this one. It's heavy. It's hypnotic. It does not hold your hand at all. It throws you into the deep end of this type of music and expects you to know how to handle yourself. There's a lot of cohesion from song to song. The whole vision behind this album feels really well thought out to me. I didn't know what to expect going in, but I walked away from it really impressed. I'm going to give it like a 6.5. My standout is silence. How did you feel about this one? <laughs> uh, look, man, I had no idea who Triforce was until Thursday evening when I received an announcement notification on my phone that Xenon Records has released something new. I skimmed it, threw it on because it's fucking great, man. This is a ton of different genres with the underlying tone being de- techno. And it's mm-hmm. a fucking banger of a techno album, man. Look, man, it lacks a little bit of cohesiveness because I think th- it's... Like most techno records, it's it's like a collection of tracks, but that's kind of it's kind of to be expected. I thought sure. it was good. I really wanted to see what you thought about it. I think it is a long album, but again, that's also to be expected when the average track length is seven minutes. Uh, I'm I'm also going to give it like a six and a half, may, maybe a seven. I mean, it was it was really good. And when I wanted to hear techno this week, I had, you know, I, all I had to do was pre- all I had to do was press play on Storm Disruptor and let it go for an hour <laughs> and twenty minutes. And there we were. Uh, my standout that was Armored Wombat. Uh, of course. I just, I, I just love that track, man. And the fucking spoken word vocals about the <laughs> inflation for some reason. Just, I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> you would be drawn to that. I loved it. All right. That does it for our show this week. Join us next week when we will be breaking down new releases from the Chemical Brothers. Oh, my God. Dying Fetus, Olivia Rodrigo, Tanache, Tone Stiff, and much more. If you liked the show, don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram and Reddit. Just search Brandon's Face Pod. And make sure you follow along with the playlist that this podcast is based on. You can find the link to that in the show notes. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.